0: Hello, you are listening to the KGFC Festival Talks Podcast. I am your host, Craig Horsley, and we are coming to you from the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema. And we've been running since August 3rd until August 12th at the UA Midway in Forest Hills. Now that's on Queens Boulevard and Continental Avenue. And also the Queens Museum, which is located in Flushing Meadows, Corona Park. That's where the 1965 World's Fair was and where the iconic Unisphere is. And today we're talking with the director, writer, and co-producer of a wonderful uh, short film called Sisters, which was uh, shown at the Midway on August 8th. And uh, his name is Charles Ansell. Welcome.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: Um, So Charles, I don't uh, usually talk about... um, the film I want because I don't want to make any uh, spoil it for the for the viewers. Can you explain what the film is about?
1: Sure, I'm, I'm going to try it. Please. <laughs> um, so basically, Sisters is about a young woman who works in the music industry. Uh, her name is Lisa, and she uh, she has. A pretty good life. Um, she, uh, she, you know, she works. Uh, she works really hard, and she has a girlfriend. And uh, there's nothing, nothing new under the sun for her. Until one night at the beginning of the film, uh, she receives a phone call for her long estranged sister. And uh, we don't really know under what circumstances they parted ways, but it seems like they parted ways uh, several years ago, and they stopped talking altogether. And her sister asks her to stay over at her place, out of the blue, and she decides to let her stay. And so the the film is basically about their relationship, how they reconnect, and what is it that happened that made them part ways.
0: Um, What was the inspiration? Do you know sisters that have had this, or what was your inspiration?
1: Yeah, yeah. So... um, The main inspiration was um, a friend of mine who is an actress in L.A. And her sister um, works at a big agency. Uh, I believe it's either CIA or WME. And um, she was telling me about her frustrations. Um, living with her, they actually live together. And um, her sister who works at the agency uh, refuses to lift a finger for her, essentially. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that she could do. She could introduce her other sister to big agents and take her to, you know, industry parties and stuff like that, which could potentially advance her career significantly. And uh, she does not. And she she's being... I guess you could say somewhat selfish about it because she's prioritizing her own career. And I thought it was an interesting dynamic because, you know, on the on the other hand, you know, they have a good relationship otherwise but um, I just thought the dynamic was, was kind of unusual. Um, and so I decided to just, you know, take a little, a little bit of liberty from that and Add some layers in their relationship, but essentially that's that's where where the inspiration come
0: from that uh, the, the uh, two women in the film look so much alike. How did you wind up uh, finding? Uh, uh, casting those women Yeah
1: um, so it I mean it's pretty simple actually. I, I just held auditions um in uh, in LA. You 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 probably know that there's <laughs> thousands of actors yes. and actresses. Um so we held auditions for for a few weeks and uh, I think we saw probably around maybe 300 different right. girls um out of maybe 2000 submissions, something like that. And um and I have to say we are originally um I had written the sisters as twins, and so I wanted them to look even more like, (laughs) Um, and and it proved to be a little difficult, and so, um, yeah, part of the tricky element of the audition was was to find girls that looked similar enough and that also had chemistry, um, because there were a lot of really great actresses that we saw, but they didn't have a match for their sister.
0: Right. And uh, the location, it just was beautiful. And... uh, and there, there are some scenes where there's uh, text messages. And the way you have the text messages put onto the screen is just perfect. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How did, uh, did you, when you set up the shots, did you know that you were going to put the text messages on those in that specific location?
1: So I knew that I wanted to have superimposed text messages. Um, I find that... Um, that's a much more efficient way of sh- of showing text messages, and unfortunately, we live in a world where we have well, people communicate that way, so we have to see text messages on screen more and more probably. Um, and I really I, I dislike heavily close-ups on on phones, even though I I do use it uh, in a couple shots in in the film as well, as you probably know. Um, but for the most part, I I find that it's much better to just see it superimposed and. Um, I didn't know exactly where I was gonna place the text because it was basically you know the way it was shot was for for the scene in particular where there are a lot of text messages theres a, there's a lot of shots that are being used and I wasn't exactly sure which shot was gonna end up in the cut um, but I, I had a I, but basically I knew that there was gonna need to be space in the shots for it and sa- and then you know once the cut was done we, we figured out where it would go.
0: Well anybody who's out there, um, listening and is going to have a film that has text messages, use sisters as a guide, because he <laughs> did it very, very effectively. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you wrote and directed and co-produced this. Uh, you wrote the script. What kind of changes did you make while you were directing? Did you see any challenges about what you wrote and how you were going to film?
1: Um, I So I shot the film in November t- 2016, so it's, uh, it's been quite a bit of time since, <laughs> since the writing of the script and since the shooting of the script. I don't recall there being any major change. Um, there might have been a few tweaks in dialogue here and there. But overall, I think we stuck to the script um, pretty uh, closely.
0: How long before the initial idea for the film and your first t- day on on set, how long how long did that take for the creative process?
1: Yeah, it was pretty sh- it was pretty quick actually. One of the quick, quick, quickest turnarounds for me. Um, I wrote the script, I believe, in the beginning of August twenty sixteen, and um, we ended up starting to shoot in November twenty sixteen. So I would say I think th- the script itself took about maybe a, maybe a month to complete between the first draft and the last draft. And then the casting process and all of that.
0: And then uh, the post-production, did you edit? Did you have somebody else?
1: I I did most of the editing myself. And uh, I have a friend who is an editor who helped me do some touch-ups on the most challenging scenes.
0: And how long did that take?
1: So that was a little bit of a long process, partly because we ended up having to do some reshoots. Um, and the reason we had to do reshoots was mostly technical, so th- it wasn't for any significant change in the film itself. Um, but there were a few shots that were missing, for, the, for instance, uh, that I really needed to have. And um, therefore, I, I think the editing process in the first part took about um, a couple months. But then I realized that I had to do some reshoots and that it took maybe a couple months to set up. And then another month, I would say, to finish the editing and then post-production.
0: So co-producing, uh, how did you find the financing? Did you do a, a Kickstarter or something like that? Or
1: No, this was, I have to admit, this was self-funded. Okay. Um, its a, It was a very low budget, so okay. it was possible for me.
0: Well, it was, v- it was beautifully done. You wouldn't expect it to have been a low budget because you did a... I guess the fact that it was in your apartment helped. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what we didn't mention, but yeah, we shot it in my apartment. That's one of the things you have to do as an independent filmmaker right. sometimes.
0: Um, so, uh, writer, director, producer, you've done a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes work also, um, camera work, and uh, what's your favorite thing to do at this point?
1: Definitely directing. That's that's what makes me happy, uh, and I, I just completely forget that I'm working when I'm doing that. Um Writing can be a very exciting and very um, tortured process at times, depending on when you're at and where you're at in the process. Um, Producing is something that I mostly hate, but I have to do as an independent filmmaker. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, I have some help with that. And then you mentioned that I did some behind-the-scenes work. I mean, I I used to work as a camera operator, study camera operator specifically, uh, and I did that for about three years. Uh, That was a lot of fun, and uh, I had to stop that, unfortunately, for, um, for health reasons.
0: Okay, okay. I guess it also helped fund some of the work that you're creating now
1: it, it did yes, yes it did for a while
0: um so now you have you been has this film been seen in any other film festivals or is this the first one
1: so it uh it's screened at the um hoboken international film festival okay. in uh, june of this year and then uh it is going to screen at the uh los angeles international film festival awards which is a handful, right? <laughs> uh, that's going to screen at the end of this month,
0: and so this is um, going to be on a big screen in in, que- in Queens. Oh, wait, you've already seen it on the on the big screen. Yeah, it screened yesterday. Yes. So, what did you s- think when you actually saw it on that big screen and with reclining seats and an audience reaction?
1: Well, you know, it's great. I mean, it, it's that's the it's the experience that you want to have you know it's it's the way a film is supposed to be experienced is what i mean um you know when you're when you're editing or when you're working on a film usually you see it on a very small screen um and that that can be frustrating and um especially i think there it's it's interesting you know i think um my film is a drama it's a pretty slow-paced drama and i think those are actually the films that benefit the most from being screened on a big screen because this is where those are the films that require the most attention i think right. and um the most attention to small details you know in the performances and so it's always a pleasure to be able to see the, su- the subtleties of my actors performances on on the big screen you know see what they're doing with their eyes in particular and all that um and the audience the audience reaction is great obviously
0: and in the, these days and age, a lot of people have a very short attention span. So a twenty-minute short fits into what people have the, have an attention for, which is nice.
1: Yeah, although you'd be surprised, I think people have probably less patience with shorts than they do with feature films. I think, and and probably part of it is, is because you know it's uh, you have so little um, so little space to get into the story, get into the characters that. Uh, that it's It can be very tricky, I think
0: it's a challenge for the filmmaker yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and it's 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 a challenge for for the audience as well, because I think you know we're used to we're we're much less used to watching short films than we are to watching longer form, and so um I think it, it takes a, a little bit of extra effort to get into the film as an audience as well
0: so you've done uh this this film, you've done some other shorts, i think yeah um any full length movies in your in your psyche or in your mind uh
1: yeah, I, I've written about, I think, five feature films, uh, screenplays at this point. Um, there's one in particular, well, two in particular that I'm trying to get made. Uh, one of them I actually wrote for a friend of, a friend of mine who's a female director who's, who also works with me as a producer very often. Um, and then another one, which is a sci-fi called Erzance, which um, I'm trying to get made as, uh, as of now. Um, okay. And we're trying to get the funding for it
0: just going back to the fact that you did do do camera work you know as your job before you started doing this did that help in when y- in your directing knowing how the camera could could move
1: i think so and and what's what's interesting is so i used to be a steady operator as i mentioned and so uh, you know steady operator is is a pretty specialty position on set and you know you're usually asked to be there only for very specific and often uh, complicated Uh, camera movements and um, I find that um, as I as I did this I've discovered that it's very very difficult to motivate those complicated camera movements and very often they're done for style and not necessarily for the effect of um, of a scene necessarily and so I've, I've actually come to Kind of hold back a lot on camera moves to only when it's very necessary. I think.
0: Yeah, there are some of the scenes that I that uh, definitely stuck in my mind. Besides the the texting scenes, but um, the scene where one of the sisters sees the other sister through a window, that mm-hmm. was really very effectively done.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. That was actually a shot that w- that my DP came up with. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> very good.
0: So. Um, it's been a collaborative effort, I guess, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing is somewhat solitary, so uh, I can see why directing would be what you'd like the the, be- the better.
1: Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the collaborative as- aspect makes it so much more fun. I think. Yeah. Uh, it can be it can be difficult because obviously, you know, uh, depending on who you're working with and what the process is like, you know, it also means that there's a lot more. Po- possibility for for conflict and for heads to butt um but i uh i've worked with the same kind of people for for multiple projects now and, and we kind of get along and, and know what we're doing and so it's usually very smooth and, and a lot of fun
0: great well thank you um do you have any last minute uh advice for anybody out there or
1: uh, i mean i don't know if i'm in a position to to give advice uh the only thing that i can say is you know um as long as um, I mean, uh, we're at the point where it's very easy for anyone to make movies and, and you know, to uh, to show them. So uh, there's no excuse not to do it.
0: Great. Thanks so much, Charles. Thank you. Um, so before we go, I'd like to uh, thank our wonderful sponsors, Blog Talk Radio, for p- providing an excellent platform for our podcast. I'd also like to thank Atiz Organic Coffee and Tea Cafe. Um, they're our official festival lounge, and they... Um, That's where we're actually broadcasting these podcasts from. Uh, For all those who have tickets and badge holders, remember that you have a 10% discount at a tease for their coffee and bakery good items uh, until August 12th. Now again, our film festival has been running since August 3rd and the last day is the 12th. Um, There are still so many uh, films and uh, events to come and see. So to see the full Uh, range of of our lineup please contact uh, www.qgardensfestivalofcinema.org you can buy your tickets there see what's coming up that's Q Gardens that's a K-E-W Gardens and I'm Craig Horsley signing off thank you so much bye